ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the gun rack, Sonoran Desert Institute's official firearms podcast. And no, this is not Joey Upper. This is Drew Poplin. Today, I'm filling in as host. Don't worry, everybody. Joey will be back next week. So that goodbye was not a permanent goodbye. Um, but yeah, filling in as host. Obviously, this is a new experience for all of us. But you know what? I say let's have fun with it. So let's sit back, relax, and enjoy yourself, shall we? Uh, we have an interesting episode for you this week. Uh, this news came out last week, and it is... That Ruger has brought back the Marlin 1895 guide gun, which is very exciting. Uh, can't wait to talk about that. But before we get into that, it is time for some Drew's Clues. So shout out to Seth and Eli, uh, again, who both answered last week's Drew's Clues correctly. Last week, the answer was the Ruger Blackhawk, the Chicago Blackhawks. That's Patrick Kane's team. And um, I don't know if we... Any of y'all do watch hockey. Um, if you haven't and you're thinking about it, I would encourage you to go to a game in person first. Honestly, I've been a couple times, and even now, sometimes I have a hard time watching hockey on the TV. But in person, uh, it's one of the most fun times I've had going to something like that. Um, anyway, for this week, this submachine gun was designed by Gregory Chapagin in 1941 i'm sorry if i butchered his name uh it has a rate of fire of 1250 rounds per minute and it has the nickname uh papasha i don't know why i went italian on that obviously it's like you know eastern european um i'll work on my accent people but if you think you know what firearm i'm referring to please uh we'd love to hear from you we love and when you guys participate send in your answer to marketing at sdi.edu and speaking of sdi let's talk about sdi real quick sdi is a accredited institute by the distance education accrediting commission uh, otherwise known as the deac um, and if you're interested at all learning about either firearms technology or unmanned technology then sdi might be the place for you so what can you do to find out more? Go to our website. It's www.sdi.edu. And there you can see our different program options, you know, really digging into the different courses and um, seeing what you'd be able to learn. We offer Associates of Firearms Technology program, and we also offer a certificate program. It's the Certificate of Firearms Technology-Gunsmithing. I definitely encourage you to go to the website, check those out. And if you have any questions, uh, don't be afraid to reach out to our admissions team. They're all wonderful, helpful, really nice people. And um, I'm sure they would love to hear from you. Again, that is www.sdi.edu. Check us out for more information. And uh, without further ado, let's, let's talk about the Marlin 1895 guide gun. And uh, today I'm, 
Yeah, I got a couple sources. Um, this news comes from guns.com, snipercountry.com, and the truthaboutguns.com. Yeah, as many of you know, Ruger had actually bought Marlin a few years ago, and since then they've released a couple couple different models, but it was announced that they're bringing back the Marlin 1895 guide gun. Now, the guide gun was a bit of a staple for Marlin back in the day, pretty much up until 2020 when they were when they were bought by Ruger. Now, whenever a company re-releases a um, an older firearm, I think for me personally, there is almost a fear that either it won't capture the essence of the original version or it's just not going to be good and it's not going to be worth the money. However, I was looking at some of the specs and kind of you know, doing some comparisons between the older version and the newer version, and I have to say... I'm pretty impressed so far. So how about, let's do that. Let's go into um, these comparisons. So caliber, they're both 45, 70. Not much has changed there. The sights are the same. The overall length on the old one is 37 inches, and the new one is 37.25. A little bit more about the length later. So the length of pool is virtually the same. The weight is virtually the same. I think there's 0.4 pounds more on the newer model. And the barrel length. So let's talk about the barrel length real quick. The original version uh, was about 18.5 inches. Now it is 19.1 inches. You might be wondering, well, why, why did they do that? Well, this new version comes with a threaded barrel, making it a little bit more necessary to have a little bit of a longer barrel length. Aside from uh, barrel length and now having a threaded barrel, there are some other differences. Some improvements, some I'd say uh, I'm not the biggest fan of, but uh, let's start Let's start with capacity. So the old 1895 guide gun, it had a capacity of four, four rounds. Now, with this newer version, get six plus one so that is obviously that's a lot that's a nice upgrade right even if it's by two or three rounds you know it always helps to have extra capacity as we've kind of said you know over the last couple of years capacity has really become the name of the game granted that was more talking about concealed carry firearms this uh (laughs) i would not suggest using this as a concealed carry weapon um I don't know, man. Maybe you got bigger pants than I do. Um, moving on to the uh, forearm and stock. So, you know, it used to be sort of a black walnut. Um, it was a really pretty look. Now they are using a brown laminate, which um, I can I can understand why. And apparently the checkering on this is pretty crisp. Uh, so, you know, I'll take I'll take their word at it. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just old. I'm an old soul who likes walnut stocks. I don't know. Now, as opposed to some of the other Marlin firearms that Ruger has released within the last year or so, you know, those being more of a stainless steel finish. One thing I'm happy to see is that. 
the finish on this is actually like a satin blued finish, which in my opinion looks a lot nicer, a little bit more vintage, a little bit more classic. Uh, so I was glad to see that. And with the original firearm, I read that there were some complaints about the position of the manual safety. You know, if you're not aware, it is pretty much right underneath the hammer on the original and the new version yeah, it hasn't really changed anything. It's still in the same place. The new version still in the same place as the old. So overall, Ruger hasn't changed much about this firearm from the original design. And for me, most of the changes that Ruger made to this firearm, which are minimal, minimal changes, but important ones, I feel like. Um, I like... I like it. I like a lot of the changes they brought. They brought extra capacity. They brought the threaded barrel while still keeping the spirit and integrity, seemingly. Again, I haven't fired this. I'm only going off of the specs and the pictures I've seen. It seems like they've kept the integrity of the original firearm intact uh, while making some improvements that make the firearm better. Now, retail price... You know, what's this going to cost you? So the MSRP on this bad boy is $1,149, which for someone like me who doesn't have a lot of money, not ideal. Uh, I would love to, I'd love to shoot this bad boy. I'd love to, you know, maybe purchase it right now. It's not in my wheelhouse, but it's MSRP is about 200 to $250 less than what Ruger had already announced just for context some of the other marlin firearms that they brought back uh so you had the trapper and you had the big loop m 1895 those were both around 1350 to 1400 dollars. so this is a little bit cheaper so that is nice and guns.com uh leaves their article with a nice sentiment and I think I would echo that. They say, quote, our suggestion to Ruger, bring back the three six and thirty thirty for around five hundred dollars and you got a deal. So yeah, that is something to keep an eye out an eye out for. If any of you end up firing this firearm, I would love to know what your thoughts are on it. Or, you know, if you had the original, write into us. Give us your thoughts. I would love to uh, find out more. Because personally, I always have a soft spot in my heart for lever action firearms. Something about them screams. I know it just takes me back. It's almost a um, almost a nostalgic thing, really. And you can be sure that here in I want to say the near future, we'll see how things shake up. But I would love to purchase myself a lever action firearm. Those things are just mwah, chef's kiss. So that was the Marlin 1895 guide gun uh, put out by Ruger. Um, now let's go and move on to some tales from the range, shall we? Uh, so this week I uh, I actually got this story from Reddit, who I think got it from 4chan. I'm not entirely sure of what the dynamic is, but either way, the poster on Reddit is user atlas 44 so atlas thank you buddy so this is taking place at an outdoor range 
So this person's there, and then all of a sudden, three guys turn up, and they're dressed, <laughs> they're dressed like red coats. And they get out, and they start, you know, loading muskets and these flintlock pistols in costume and everyone's already you know looking at them and within about five minutes of them starting to uh fire the range is useless now because of the amount of smoke everywhere so they get kicked out they get asked to leave and so of course they drive off in their range rover playing ruled britannia one of them is even waving a british flag out the window and is laughing and this poster says everyone left at the range looked like I felt furious, um, which I don't know. Maybe I'm in the wrong for this, but I, th- I thought it was funny. Uh, I thought if someone did that at my local range, I'd that'd be the craziest thing ever. Um, but, you know, maybe he was just mad because they were the British and uh, they weren't like uh, dressed like Minutemen or something or like Paul Revere. I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, that was our Tales from the Range. And real quick before we go, I just want to talk to you one more time about SDI. If you are listening to this podcast and you're wondering why you should trust either Joey or I when we talk about the school, because you know it's, it's the school's official podcast, I'd say that's fair. But I would definitely encourage you to go to our website, www.sdi.edu slash news. When you go there, there will be a tab called Grad Features. And you click on that, you can actually hear from many of our former students about their time at SDI. And they're all really cool people. I've been able to chat with a lot of them. And they all have a bunch of great things to say about the school. So if you're wondering... And, you know, if you're interested in SDI, but, you know, you're not sure, I definitely encourage you to take the time, check that out, hear from uh, some of our students uh, about how SDI was able to help them get to where they are today. We're certainly proud of all of our graduates. Uh, So, yes, check that out. It's www.sdi slash news and then go to the grad features tab. Um, Now, everyone, that's it. We made it. We survived. Once again, uh, Joey will be back next week, and he will be full goblin mode, and you certainly do not want to miss that. I'm very excited to witness that. It's going to be epic. It's going to be fun. And hope you guys come back and uh, join us for that. Now, to all you folks out there, you know, love you. Hope you have a great week. Stay safe, and we will see you at the range. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.